welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. I have to say that this is a very busy day for me. It's been crazy because I decided to update Medici Law, uh, well, update the Medici Law website all on my own. So I started this Wix account, and for those of you who don't know, Wix is a web hosting site or company that is super user-friendly and allows people like me who have no web design experience whatsoever other than I created the High Vibe Advocate podcast, but you know, this is a little bit more intricate. So it allows people like me to create a website that you know they can be proud of. So since my website was very old, it was on an old platform from 2011 that was no longer secured and you know it was not accessible to people with disabilities, it wasn't mobile friendly. Um, so I decided to upgrade and comply with today's mobile friendly standards and the accessibility standards, especially for those who are visually impaired. So now not only is my website up to date in content, but it also looks amazing and is in legal compliance. Um, but creating this website really took hours yesterday and today. And, you know, until it propagates, I have this very slow email service, which is very unfortunate because every day this month has been very, very busy for me. And I also had to spend hours this morning that went into the afternoon with both GoDaddy and Wix resolving the email problem. So this is all to say I'm sorry that I'm doing this episode so late, but this is why I was so late today. But this week was Martin Luther King's uh, day on Monday, right? So Monday was MLK day. And both Scott and I had no work that day, so it was really nice and relaxing, and we had the opportunity to stay home together. And I also took some time to reflect on the many lessons that Dr. King brought us. One of the main ones being that hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. That's one of his famous quotes. Actually, it's part of one of his famous quotes. And I did a whole episode about love just last month, which is worth checking out if you haven't. So that's not what I want to talk about today. But today I want to talk about another sentiment that is filled with love. And that is kindness. And we all know that Dr. King started a revolution. He had a dream and his dream was slowly, um, well, has slowly gotten closer and closer to reality over the years since he shared that dream with us with that magnificent speech of his. And the racial tensions in this country were horrific back at his time. Um, not that today, you know, it's perfect, but it certainly doesn't compare to what it was then. But still he found room for love and kindness in his heart and for peaceful manifestation and the spreading of a good example of how humans should interact independent of who they were. And he also taught us that the best way to be happy is to seek happiness for others. And uh, and that is a manifestation of kindness. And it's, it also goes along with the you know, with that topic of give and you shall receive, which is an episode from last year as well. But today's episode, though, is about something very, very different. It's about leading by example. And I called the episode Killing with Kindness for a reason. Um, and I'm going to go right into it. It's, it's because of a true story um, that I know of about the relationship 
between a woman whose son was murdered and the man who murdered her son. You see, her son was an innocent man uh, who this guy thought was a rival gang member, right? So this guy shot her son in a case of mistaken identity in cold blood. And during the murder trial, that man did not even show any remorse for what he had done. And when the trial was over and he was convicted of 25 years to life, she was given a chance to speak. And she said to the man, just looking, just looking straight into his eyes, I am going to kill you. And it, it just it sends chills. There's a video of this court encounter. And after the trial was over, she began to visit the man in prison. And she was actually the only one who did. And um, even his family wouldn't go. And his circle of friends, nobody showed up. Nobody from his gang went there. Not even once. But she would go very often. And in the beginning, he was scared of her. He was scared that she was trying to poison him or something. So she would bring him food and he wouldn't eat it. So she would have to eat it first to make him feel more comfortable that it wasn't poisoned. And slowly but surely, they developed a friendship. And she was a very religious woman. So she would read passages from the Bible to him, which helped him survive the environment that he was in. And after over two decades, when he was given an opportunity like for parole, um, he went to the parole hearing. And she went to the hearing to speak on his behalf or in his behalf, asking that he be freed. And he was freed. And once he was out of jail, he was completely lost. You know, technology had changed and the people he knew were gone. And he had no real job prospects or the ability to afford things. But she helped him find a job and she helped him get set up in his new apartment. She even bought him bedding. So that day, he just turned to her and he finally asked what had been in his chest for years. He said, I don't understand. I killed your son the person you loved most in your life. I ruined your life. And then you became a friend, the only one who ever visited me, and you have been nothing but kind to me all these years after all I did to you. I remember you were so devastated at trial that you actually said that you were going to kill me. And she replied, I did. I did kill you. The person you are today is not the cold-blooded gang member who killed my son. So I did kill that man in whose eyes I stared that day in court. A person doesn't have to die to be reborn. All it takes is a little encouragement from inside and outside. And I was your outside encouragement. And it's a story that has always moved me. And it's very similar to the story that I told you guys in my forgiveness episode about the family of the rapist who forgave him and oh, sorry the family of the of the victim who forgave the rapist of their daughter and it's just something that I struggled with so much at the time and that story uh, was really hard for me to swallow and this story goes even beyond that because this woman didn't just forgive the man who killed her son but she transformed him into a much better person with her persistent kindness. And that is so very hard to do. But what was the alternative, right? When you think about it, because holding resentment and hating him and allowing one more soul to remain a problem for himself and others is not really a solution. 
I mean, it's the hardest thing one can do, you know, to forgive someone like that for something so cruel and horrific. But at the same time, the best solution to the situation that they're all facing in those circumstances is that forgiveness and her actual act of kindness that transformed him. Because, you know, kindness is contagious. And when other people witness an act of kindness, they're more likely to perform an act of kindness themselves. It's the whole theory behind pay it forward, for example. But don't just take my word for it, though. There's science behind this stuff. Seeing someone perform an act of kindness can warm your heart, but that feeling has a name. It's called moral elevation. And it's that warm and fuzzy on the inside sensation that you get when you're in the presence of a true human goodness kind of person, okay? Studies have found that this natural high makes people want to behave more altruistically towards others. There's new new research that was published in the Journal of Biological Psychiatry, which aimed to find out what, what moral elevation actually looks like in the brain and the body. And researchers measured the brain activity and the heart rate of 104 college students while they watched videos depicting either heroic acts of kindness or humorous situations. When the students were viewing the heroic acts, activity in both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems peaked. An unusual combination, which suggests both a fight-or-flight response and a calming, self-soothing response. And when they were watching the amusing videos, there was no activation of either system. And this is really uncommon in terms like this pattern. You know, it's very uncommon where you see both of these systems recruited for one emotion. Because usually either you are going to be in a fight or flight response or you're going to be calm, right? But this may be because viewing a compassionate act requires us to witness suffering, which enacts the stress response which then activates the sympathetic nervous system. And then once we see the suffering alleviated through an act of kindness, our heart feels calmed and the parasympathetic nervous system is then activated. And obviously, the suffering in this story that I told you guys was mostly this woman's own, you know, the woman who lost her son. And of course, her, of course, her son's feelings were also, you know, you know, for having died a painful death, obviously he had... A lot of suffering but she was also able to perceive the suffering that led this man who killed her son to become who he was and that is a heightened empathetic skill and honestly her kindness towards him and the fact that it changed him was also transformative to her because she was able to deal with the pain and the suffering that she was going through better by staying close to the culprit and by eliminating the root cause of the problem. Because by fixing this guy and changing who he was, he was no longer a monster, she basically got rid of the source of all the suffering she was going through. And it was actually pure genius. And her kindness didn't just benefit herself and him, but it also benefited the world. Because now the world was rid of a violent, miserable person. And... You know, in my personal life, I have also come to realize that kindness truly is the key to success, you know, which is a different topic here, but it's very important 
because I can attribute most of everything that I have accomplished in life to kindness, more so than anything else. Because it was by being kind that I became invaluable to others and therefore was bestowed many benefits from their trust and from their desire to be kind back towards me. And it was that that led me to be a top-ranking attorney and a happy wife and a beloved daughter and, you know, a, a good friend with all these amazing friends in my life. And from creating a more comfortable work environment to leaving a lasting memorable impression with clients, kindness can influence significant positive changes in the workplace and it ultimately leads to career success. And the good news is that it takes very little effort to be kind to others and to be kind to yourself. And you have to be kind to yourself because that's the only way you're going to know what kindness feels like and how to behave towards others. Kindness does not equal weakness, unlike a lot of people seem to think and are afraid of, because it's actually quite the contrary, because it takes tremendous strength to be kind to someone who is slowing you down or who thinks differently from you or who you perceive as your competition, because, you know, it's just hard. It's, It's not a natural human thing. Usually we are competition, in competition with one another. But kindness bridges such gaps and it brings out the talent hidden in so many people. And I have to confess that to me, this kindness first strategy is one of the most selfish plans that I've ever come up with. Because by reaching out to other people every single day, I strengthen my social network. And in effect, I take out an insurance policy on my health and longevity. Because the stronger your social connections, the happier and healthier you are likely to be. And in my experience, strong social connections don't come from asking people for you know favors or manipulating them to get what you want. They come from being genuinely interested in people and from having an authentic interest in their well-being. And it comes from being willing to help others. It comes from giving of yourself. And in my world, I am the person who offers help to anyone who I can help. Anyone who would benefit from something that I can do, I like to offer a helping hand. I introduce other comp attorneys who on the surface look like my competition to the same doctor connections that I have who refer me clients. And why do I do that? Well, because I believe that all ships will rise and there's plenty of fish in the sea. And I know what sets me apart. And I trust that what is meant for me will never pass me by. And I also help people for free many times, not only with legal advice, but with life coaching, relationship coaching. And I guess one of the hardest things about that, you know, when you are a coach, is that you are usually paid for your time and your strategy and for listening and for giving advice. But that stuff is natural amongst friends and friends and family. And if you start to build people for ordinary interactions, you will definitely lose some friends in your life. But what's funny is that people tend to respect your career and your profession. And if you don't ask, and if you are tactical about your approach of how much of your time you give and how much you say, perhaps with a taste of it, but not with the whole recipe, then people will seek you out for more. And generally, I also try to offer my assistance to people who I know need it and I know would never ask. Because being perceptive of other people's needs shows that you care and being able to help certainly leaves a lasting impression on them as well as a good and lasting feeling of warmth in your heart. You know, the truth is that kindness fosters more kindness. It just does. It opens eyes instead of closing them. It is contagious and it feels wonderful. So why not? And it is the key to success and it transforms lives. And if you want a better world, 
become that world. Lead by example. And your kindness in doing so will surely reveal a much better life for yourself and all of those whose lives your kindness touches. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at highvibeadvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday. Goodbye.